Okay, guys, and it looks like we are live now. I see the gameplay. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is episode number 212, the place Sunday nights to listen to talk about Xbox, gaming in general, and just hang out with the gang, you know, doing whatever, right? Talking games. Naturally, I'm your host, Invader, and yeah... We got a little something uh, to talk about today, you know, just just a little something. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, there's been big news that dropped the past week. This past Tuesday, of course, Microsoft is buying freaking Activision, Blizzard, King, and all that jazz. There's a lot to go over and digest with this one as well. Again, it's immense. It's an earthquake across the entire gaming industry. Um, but you know what? We will not waste any time. Let's get to some introductions here. And joining the panel tonight is our buddy, Xbox University. Uni buddy, how you been? I've been well, man. It's a great time to be a game man. I cannot complain whatsoever. How y'all been? Yeah, yeah, I've been doing good. Doing really well, honestly. Um, like during the past week i i was kind of out of it i was uh i wasn't i don't know i guess i had a head cold or something i was shoveling way too much snow on monday as i'm sure mld knows <laughs> um but yeah you know tuesday came and none the wiser you know nothing really happened and bam you know right early in the morning um they lay this news but we will dive into that again like i'm still i'm still like shocked that this happened but uh let's get to the panel intros for the txr regulars centurion buddy hey how you been the past week oh doing great man just been relaxing playing some games here and there just uh man just kind of taking a step back and just taking a breath i can't believe microsoft uh, bought activision it's been one heck of a crazy week we've seen a lot of uh speculation and talk about what's going on and i can't wait to talk about it all on tonight's show right right yeah a lot of uh yeah there's been a lot of um fun speculation going on <laughs> shout out to you mav of course i have to mention you um no it's been fun it's been fun the past few days for sure uh, we will dive into all the little details in a sec. Uh, moving on to general MLD, my friend, buddy. How you been, too? Well, we've been, uh, been pretty good. It's been an interesting week, to say the least. We have about 70 billion reasons to be excited tonight. Uh, yeah, Twitter's been crazy, but overall, it's a great time to be an Xbox gamer. Can't wait to get into it. Hey, I, I totally agree with you, and... Uh, Mr. Shock Nero, Eric Shockley, buddy. Uh, how's things at your end? Pretty good, yeah. That was, uh... I was like, yeah, uh... Well, see, you weren't expecting it, because usually when they did that last time, it was, like, on a Monday. But then we had the Martin Luther King Day, so it was just, like, a random Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, that... that uh, and it's funny when you looked at it, it was just, like... Wait, oh, active... active. It, like, took me forever to, like, process it. Like, wait, what? What am I reading? But, yeah, we'll get into it. But, yeah, that was a shocker. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. Um, but, yeah, guys, before we dive into all this, uh, we'll just get into things. But a reminder that you can find this show on various audio platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, 
and loads of others. Just search TXR for your on-the-go fix. Again, we're giving you options to listen to us on many different spots. Uh, definitely check us out. Well, guys, without further ado, you know what? Let's get into the main attraction, the only attraction for tonight. Uh, let's see. The past week on Tuesday, January 18th, as we were talking about, Microsoft just casually announced that it will be buying Activision Blizzard for close to $70 billion, and it has sent a shockwave throughout the game industry and, well, to be honest, entertainment as a whole, meaning that blockbuster franchises such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo, and many others are now Microsoft and Xbox properties. I mean, the deal, I mean, it's going to take a while to get closed, uh, probably a year or more, but again, we'll dive into that, but just the fact that they're that they made this announcement is mind-boggling. Uh, Xbox Uni, brother, I'll hit you up first. I mean, where do we begin here, bud? Uh, what are your thoughts on this huge, huge purchase? I know you got tons to say. Yeah, man, I'm a bit congested tonight, so just, let, just letting y'all know. But what's going on is I really believe that to, that, that was Microsoft basically doing a, a pincer move where... And on one hand, in one swell, one swoop, they were trying to keep big players like Amazon and Google or whatever out of the gaming, the core gaming sphere, while making sure to keep the table, you know, um, PlayStation and Nintendo at the table and box them in. So the reason why this, what they were, what they're doing is, they want to discourage big players like 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 Amazon and stuff like that from doing exactly what they did. So they took the biggest player off the off the table. And I keep telling them, in order for this to go, in order for Game Pass to work, they're gonna have to do like what Disney did. Disney showed them the 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 blueprint. Um Disney went spent seventy billion or so on twenty first century Fox. They went and got Star Wars and Marvel, put that all together with Pixar and National Geographic and Hulu and ESPN put it all on game, uh, on on Disney Plus and it went from 0 to 100 million subscribers in 18 months. That's what they want. They want to force Game Pass to work. And in order for to to do that, you're going to have to quote unquote be the bad guy and go out and get some properties because you can't depend on third parties. Like the last generation showed them how fickle third parties are. If you ever stop like being the most popular um, platform or whatever the case may be, third parties, they leave. Look at um, Activision. They gave COD marketing to PlayStation. Um, all of the, the big exclusives and stuff went to PlayStation because they had the more player bases. Microsoft is no longer dealing with that. I still think that they have one more Infinity Stone to put. They want to have three publishers plus Xbox Game Studios. And what they can do is for PlayStation and Nintendo, they can, like, they can, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Negotiate. You know, like, you can put Game Pass on PlayStation, but you can only get Activision games. Or you can get Activision and Bethesda games if you drop our percentage to, like, 15% instead of 30%. Something like that. I'm pretty sure they're trying to strong-arm them behind. So, like I said, but um, apart from business for, as a gamer, why this benefits us is because I really haven't been playing COD at all for the last few years because I refuse to pay. I really haven't been playing any annual game. I bought 2K this year, but I regretted it. I really don't like annual games because they, they don't do any... It's just basically the same game every year, just reskinned right. for the same price. 
And that's why I didn't like it. So now if you put COD on Game Pass every year, I might actually play it. Like I said, the numbers for COD, as crazy as it sounds, will go up, not down, if they put it on Game Pass um, day one. They, they don't even have to keep it exclusive. Just put it on Game Pass day one is enough. Like, you could sit over your PlayStation, your personal PlayStation, and buy COD every every year for the next eight years for $70. You could have bought an Xbox for that money. So at the end of the day, um, I just think that it's great for gamers. We're going to get, as soon as this goes through, we're going to get like 50 games that, are, that end up on Game Pass day one. All of, and now that all of, of course, the, the human element, I'm happy for the people. They don't have to work under that monster anymore. So that's good news as well. And um, like I said, I just love what Xbox is building. I knew it. I, I knew it from the time the Satya Nadella said we're all in on gaming. I'm like, they're two trillion dollars. They missed out on on TikTok, or whatever the case may be. So I I totally expected them to go this deep. I thought they were gonna go take two first, but obviously this came about because of mm-hmm. all of the situation and they had to jump on it. But I do think they're gonna go and get the, because. It's too hard to get like a Japanese publisher. It's probably a lot better that they deal with the Japanese independent devs. They, they, they're working with 200 right now. And if one of those make a great game, they can scoop one of those up and get some Japanese studios that way. I think that's how they're going to do it. But because it's probably too complicated to try to get a big publisher from Japan. But if they can lock up the Western market, which is the most lucrative market, I keep telling people there's a reason why Sony moved their headquarters to America. It's the most lucrative market. That's where they make the majority of their money. So if if Xbox can can tie down all of those big live service games like like they have Minecraft, they have Call of Duty, they have Halo, they have um War World of War um World of Warcraft, they got Elder Scrolls Online, they got all of these games that that basically people can spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of hours on. And the, the engagement is what they're looking for. So, like I said, it's a step in the right direction. It's nowhere near a monopoly like these idiots are talking about, but monopoly. How could it be a monopoly? And I, I just listed like 30 big publishers on my Twitter today. That's like 30 publishers. How, how could it be a monopoly if they get one more? It makes no sense. But um, like I said, I'm sorry. I've been rambling. You can go ahead. Oh, no, it's passionate. And I think a lot of people listening and appreciate that. And what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And I agree with you on that one, Uni. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot to kind of digest here, as I was saying before. And there's a lot of details. Uh, as far as the games that go with Activision, Blizzard, and King. Because, again, this isn't just Activision. Uh, there's a, the amalgamation of Blizzard in there. Of course, there's a King that made um, the very popular mobile game Candy Crush. You, you have to put that in there. Uh, we got Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot, Diablo, all the hero games like Guitar Hero, DJ Hero. Overwatch. Overwatch. Geometry Wars. Remember that, guys? Going back to uh, the early days of the 360. Hearthstone, Hexen, King's Quest, Spyro, StarCraft, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games, World of Warcraft. I mean, I'm just trying to talk about like the the big games, some of the more notable titles, or even some of the older IP. But damn, like that, that's it, massive. Like Call of Duty alone is earth shattering. I, I I just I I can't believe I'm saying that Xbox is buying Call of Duty. I mean, they've always been associated with them. I mean, okay, maybe not this past gem, but still, like, damn, that, oh, I, I, I can't believe it. Um, 
let's see uh centurion buddy I'll, I'll pick on you on this what are your like thoughts when uh you know you first heard about this deal like what 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 went uh through your mind uh, what, what's your take on all this i have a a great many takes that i could drone on about for a while um but i'm not gonna <laughs> subjugate that subjugate anybody to that i guess um when I first saw it, uh, definitely everybody had to do that double take. Am I staring at something that's real? Is this tweet real? What's going on? We all had to do due diligence and make sure that what we were reading was real. And when we all, found, when I at least figured it out, I'm I'm excited for what the future holds for Xbox. Uh, we're probably going to see major growth with inside the company. Uh, we saw Phil Spencer get promoted to CEO of Microsoft Gaming now. Uh, that means we're probably more likely going to see somebody like Sarah Bond probably get promoted into Phil Spencer's position because he's moving into a much larger role at this point. And in seeing that title of CEO of Microsoft Gaming, it also shows the potential that they just might not be done. That's the whole idea now is that there's going to be probably a whole a whole group of um, publishers and developers that are going to have to report to Mike uh, to Phil Spencer and let them know about the world's tidings that all the little developers and publishers that are probably going to be put under this umbrella. It's a very exciting time, uh, but I am also quell um, quelling my emotions and excitement for it. I'm trying to keep things in check. Um, I definitely see a lot of people, no offense to anybody, I'm just being blunt. Um, I see a lot of the the what if, the what ifs and the maybes and and the speculation and stuff like that, and it's like I I want to have those conversations. They're fun, but also at the same time, I'm wanting to remember that technically the, the they have only signed a letter of intent when it comes to purchasing Activision. They have um, until about even Microsoft is predicting this is going to take longer than Bethesda's deal. And it's going to be kind of going into June of 2023 mm -hmm. before this deal is probably more than likely fully completed. And I think that we're probably going to see some things pop up. Um, we're talking about $70 billion. Um, we are going to see government regulators have their two cents in it. There's going to be those politicians out there that want their 15 minutes of fame and their say so. And, you know, we all know how the monopoly word has been thrown around. Is it a monopoly? No. But we have seen stuff like this before, like with uh, Facebook and Instagram. They, uh, When they purchased out Instagram, the Department of Justice never said, yes, you could or no, you can't. They just kept their mouth shut. And um, now, years later, they're wanting to reopen that deal because, well, we never told you yes or no. So we all see that the government has its ways of kind of making a big deal out of nothing sometimes. Um, and that's where I'm just wanting to just sit back and watch what's going to happen with this whole deal. Um, we all know Microsoft purchased them for $95, uh, $95 a share. The whole mm -hmm. company right now is only worth about $80, $82, a share. So Microsoft paid more than what the company was worth. But technically, they didn't pay what the company was worth because before the scandals and everything else that came out about the, the, work, the toxic workplace culture and Bobby Kotick's craziness – that company was worth over a hundred billion dollars. So technically mm -hmm. Microsoft saved $30 billion uh, doing it this way. And I'm pretty sure some of the, uh, the investors that, you know, $30 billion, that's still a lot of money. There might be some investors that might want to have something to say and try to say, no, do I need, I, I want more for what, because they want to see the company worth more, but 
I'm just really curious what's going to happen in the long run with all the litigation. That's why I'm just quelling my excitement because I want to first make sure that this deal goes through because, dude, there's a lot of IP there. You know, everything you named off gets me excited. Spyro, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, we might see the resurgence of World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft used to be the premier PC-based RPG. I didn't know anybody who wasn't playing it that was on the PC. Um, but also there's those uns- uh, Yeah. Uh, there's well, that's what I was saying. There's those unspoke of titles like they had Dreadpool. I pointed this out last night on the Shop Podcast, and them. we're talking Activision has a pedigree and an experience in dealing with comic book based IPs from the Marvel universe. I even think the DC universe and some other couple pop culture universes. You know, everybody always says Microsoft needs an Xbox game. I mean, excuse me, huh? <laughs> that Microsoft needs a comic book game, specifically something from Marvel. Um, But now I never really could put my finger on what developer underneath their current umbrella before Activision could do that. And now with Activision, they have at least a couple developers that they can pick from that have experience in dealing with an IP of that nature. So this is going to open up so many doors for them, Um, especially also with, I think it was in the DMs, I forget who pointed it out for the group DM here that, you know, they also bought a sporting yes. game developer. So now we're going to probably see Microsoft get their, their toe in the water with sport games, kind of like with my, uh, uh, Sony did with MLB The Show. Well, I don't know. No, it wasn't a sports game. What they what came with Activision Blizzard was Major League Gaming, the actual organization, like eSports. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. eSports My bad. Itself. I misunderstood that. No, no, no. They, they actually bought the organization. Mm-hmm. They can make a big, big push and have a huge, um, like, social media streaming presence with uh, MLG, whether it be for Call of Duty. They can push Halo. They can push Overwatch. Like, damn, like, there's, there's a lot of different facets to this that people don't realize at first. You have to, like, skim through the details. Again, it's not just Call of Duty. There's a lot of stuff here that if you go through, like, you know what? You know what have we been talking about that Xbox or Microsoft couldn't need, right? What has Phil talked about, for example? Phil's talked about wanting, you know, more like family-friendly like games and child, um, you know, that that kind of stuff, right? Looking for like developers and stuff, like stuff to, you know, fill that hole. They have a lot of IP in their own library itself, but when you look at this, they add Spyro and Crash Bandicoot, plus like the Crash Team Racing games along with that. And... They also have Guitar Hero, which was a huge family yes. like entertainment. Uh, like they'll mention Guitar Hero too by name. Yeah, that's what I mean. It'd be insane. If Why I would you do that? You're not even interested. If that one, I didn't even think that would be a possibility, just because all the licensing that goes into it now. But mm-hmm. well, yeah, you think about it too. Plus, like you know, you haven't seen big peripheral games really make a comeback yet. Uh, you know, they were a thing. Uh, you know, maybe two. There was that Rocksmith ago. one a few years back, but. Yeah, it was like, you know, during the PS3, Xbox 360 day, uh, uh, Nintendo Wii, like, th- those were huge. You know, everybody seemed to be into, like, Guitar Hero or something, which, you know, which is great rock band and so on. So I had one thought about Guitar Hero that I haven't told anybody, but now with the invention and almost the popularity of VR starting to pick up, could you imagine Guitar Hero VR? Hmm. No, Xbox. 
Not yet. See, but, but not yet, but I'm just saying, like, in the future, if Xbox went that direction, could you imagine putting on a headset? Like, back in the day, it was just that screen where you would sit there and you would see your the, the buttons you would push for the instrument, but they tried to simulate the crowd and the, the other stuff of being on stage, and now they could take that to a whole new level because essentially um, – Perherbials are starting to make a comeback like that guitar. People are one like uh, we saw how everybody got excited with. I think it was Farpoint on PlayStation with the light gun. So it is it'd be very interesting to see the long term effects of bringing back an IP like uh, Guitar Hero and bringing it into the fold with VR. I think it'd create an insane experience. Well, keep in mind, you know, Satya Nadella chimed in and he did drop some little tidbits about metaverse stuff which you know i i know that's kind of like you know a lot of gamers don't like that um but at the same time companies are thinking about that it's not just you know meta facebook microsoft is making a heavy play for this metaverse and you need a huge huge list of ips to draw from that's another reason why this is happening it's not just for vr but just for like metaverse stuff as a whole and i don't like it doesn't mean anything right now but like 10 15 years from now guys it might it might be pretty big i'm, I'm just saying but man there's still so much to get through here with this deal um shock buddy uh, i know that uh you were just chiming in there uh, a couple of seconds ago um like what what do you think of all this um like you know I, i'm pretty sure you're like all of us you saw like all the uh, you know our phones were going off the hook with like different beeps our dm had like multiple posts of uh you know activision but i just kind of looked and i was like oh wow what the heck uh how, you know what, what, what was your thoughts going through your head about this yeah like uh <laughs> it was because it didn't because like what in the years past people were thinking about like when they would say things like ea or like take two you'd be like there's just no way those are too big and mm -hmm. in reality those are much smaller as far as like how much it would cost to like purchase them uh then like activision no one even brought up activision they bring up ea and take two but no one have, i've never heard anyone ever say like mention activision of like yeah maybe they're gonna go after activision just because it just seemed like such a ridiculous buy and, and when you hear that 68.7 billion dollars that's <laughs> ridiculous but i i think it's i think it's just a more of like a you know, a kill shot across the bat. They're definitely trying to still keep Sony in the mix. They're not trying to, I don't think, I don't know, who knows? <laughs> we didn't, I mean, we didn't think after Bethesda we were going to get a bigger purchase than Bethesda. Um, but I did. I don't think they're trying to bury them because if they, if they buried them, then um, that would cause an issue because it's kind of like when um, Microsoft tried to, keep apple in the business when apple is in a bad spot because if apple went down then microsoft's a monopoly and probably would have been you know potentially like split up uh with their software um so i think it them keeping in sony and like he was talking about keeping the healthy sony and nintendo and and keeping everybody else out still allows them to be like a dominant force but not so much one that they get like broken up you know, if Nintendo and like Sony went out, then they'd probably have to split up Activision and Microsoft, you know, and Xbox and <laughs> break it up if they were the only, you know, console market at that point. It would be a monopoly. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I think their their plan is probably going to be doing what they did with Bethesda. He said that line of you'll see these games on platforms where Game Pass exists. Yeah. Um, other than uh, stuff like ESO, like Bethesda had, you'll have stuff like that, like Warzone. Warzone will probably stay like where it is because it's free to play. It's it's just kind of an always online thing. And then you'll see the regular Call of Duty. And I think that like he was mentioning it like, hey, we're going to take a break. You're not going to have every single, like right now, they have all of their support studios, uh, like the Tony Hawk dev and a few other devs, like helping out pretty much just purely making Call of Duty. So it looks like he's going to give them a break, give them options of what they want to do, maybe space out those releases uh-huh. and, you know, make those just go right into Game Pass. It makes, people have said, like, but how are they going to get their money back? That's, that's too much money. I'm like, no, it wouldn't make any sense. Then you would just put Starfield, you would make your money back with the other billion, $7 billion purchase. Like, you would make Starfield an exclusive. You would just put it on PlayStation. It it, it makes no sense. And, and, and that's the thing. They also already made back in profit in one quarter that Bethesda purchase. Like, I get that. That's Microsoft as a whole, not Xbox. But still, like, they have so much money to freaking burn. It's not... It doesn't mean as much to them as what you think it means. And they're playing a long game. People think they need to get the money back in the next couple years. No, No. they don't. They're not playing with short money. Like, that's not not what's happening. But they're about to have a dominant force. People forget that when Xbox bought Minecraft and Mojang... You know, for like what two point two billion dollars, they made that back within like mm-hmm. three or four months. Like it's this is chunk change for them. It doesn't matter. I mean, okay, Activision, okay, it, it is a lot of money, but they they have a lot of money. This isn't even their overseas money. They were going to spend fifty billion, wasn't it? Fifty billion on TikTok. Wasn't weren't they in the running? I forget what it was. I forget well, how much how much it was. Or one of them was fifty. I forget. One of them was fifty billion. I can't remember. Well, or something. Is they can, they can something make this pretty back high. in like five years, four years maybe. They could make back the seventy billion as a corporation, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's only three percent of their their actual value, so they're fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, and yeah. they still they and that wasn't even half their cash on hand. Mm-hmm. Like, like not not just like what like what they're worth and what they can borrow and you know credit on themselves just pure cash, liquid cash that they have on hand to spend. It wasn't even half of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but yeah, they're, this is definitely going to be a compelling, when people joked around and I probably didn't take it, you know, take it seriously of like, Hey, Xbox is going to win like hardware wise this gen. And I don't know if they would still, cause they give you the choice of, of PC and, and Xbox. Um, but with the casual, they could probably get the casual market with, some of those people that just pick up Call of Duty every year, they probably don't care to pick up a S because they don't probably care that much because that's all they play. Are they really going to be looking at like pixel counting? Let me get that thing. Let me get Game Pass. And okay, that's where Call of Duty is. Cool. I'm not buying a PS5. I'll just pick that up for 300. I'll say this that they know that, okay, there's these, again, the, these con- conductor, semiconductor issues that are you know very prevalent right now. But they know that in about a year, year and a half, however long that it takes, you know, uh, more consumers are going to have the availability to get these consoles, right? And then things will really be picking up this gen. Again, it's very hard to find 
a Series X or a PS5, of course. But when the actual, like, really, you know, the the masses, the the uh, the casual consumers come, they're gonna, you know, try and figure out, okay, well, where can I get my my regular games that I can get, you know, like Call of Duty and so on, uh, Overwatch, you know, where, where can I get that for the next gen? It's not going to be on PlayStation. It's going to be on Xbox. That's the only console. So this is, I mean, as much as it is about software, as much as it is about library, IP library and, uh, game pass, it's also a push for hardware. I mean, they're not stupid here. They're not fooling around shock. When you said it's a shot across the bow, I mean, maybe not on purpose like maybe it sounds a little too harsh but at the same time they know what they're doing like this is an aggressive move like they're they're not kidding around here at all um you look at the studios they're picking up guys they have activision shanghai Beanox, they made those transformer games i believe like fantastic games uh demonware digital legends entertainment i think that's a mobile studio uh, High Moon. Oh no, sorry. That High Moon is the one that made the um, uh, Transformer games. Infinity Ward, Radical Entertainment, Raven, Sledgehammer, uh, Solid State, Toys for Bob, Treyarch. Man, there's a lot of studios here with some. You know, they made some pretty awesome games in the past. I mean, a lot of them have been uh, just doing Call of Duty work or support studio work, which is a shame, but damn, I mean, these are some really interesting pickups here. Uh, MLD, bud, um, where, you know, I would love to hear your commentary on this. Like, again, everything that was going on, like in the DMs, like Tuesday was just lit lighting up the past week was just insane. Uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on all this? Oh, okay. My pleasure. Uh, what to say? Well, I'm happy that they made me feel like a kid on Christmas morning. They brought back that childlike wonder when you uh, wake up and have this com complete shock and surprise that no one saw coming, mind you, because I was under the impression they only go after private companies. Less red tape, easier to get it done. This is a public acquisition. This breaks tradition. I, told you that. I, told I know. You that. I know. And I told you that it, it wouldn't leak. You said no, everybody would find out about it. I said no. I said, not with the NDA. This is a $2 trillion company. You going to risk your life? All right. Nobody knew about it. Yeah. If I had to guess, it's because, yeah, because of all the controversies going on. You know, what you guys said before, shaved off $30 all, billion dollars on all the, the stock. All the paperwork for everything. Uh, Activision was, like, under some kind of code word. The guy I listened to went and pulled up all the paperwork for uh, for the acquisition, and Activision is referred to under a code word because they didn't want people to know it was Activision. <laughs> well, I, I think that Microsoft clearly, clearly saw an opportunity, a very small window of opportunity that they had to act on, and yeah, well, I'm glad they did because like because once you once you take it all in, once you see that yeah, yes, the news is very much real. You look at just how, like. Let's put it this way. Content is king. And in the future, when everyone's going to have their own game subscription and everyone who's listening, you may not like that, but I think that's where the industry is going. Xbox wants to be on top. And they now they own some of the most cherished and time-tested names in gaming history, many of which we grew up we grew up on. And now uh, now many of us are parents or we're going to put those games off on our on our kids and they're going to love these games all the same. Like they own like StarCraft, 
That was one of my most cherished games of my childhood, and now Xbox. It's like Xbox just gets me yet again. With, 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 Maybe we can get StarCraft Ghost. Fine, yeah, Fine. yes, yes, uh, yeah. People are actually specula speculating about that too, because now, yeah, um, what is it? There's talks that the Call of Duty developers, so the support studios, may break off and make their own games, and which is great. Yeah, yeah, give us another Tony Hawk. Give us another Crash. Give us another Spyro. Uh, make make a banjo game. If Rare, does, Rare doesn't want to do it, get uh, Toys for Bob to make it. Done. Mm -hmm. Xbox needs family-friendly games. Now you got them. So there's just so much potential here. Like Now, now we, we have not one, but two of our own in-house MMOs. Or at least we will, once the deal closes with Warcraft, um, Elder Scrolls Online. Who knows what the future holds? We might get a, Warcraft a World of Warcraft sequel. Who knows? Overwatch 2, Diablo 4... Like, who knows? It might be up in there if those games are going to be exclusive now, but eh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I think it's just the short-term benefits, We're gonna we're, it's going to be slow. Right now, I think all we're really going to see is, like, the Game Pass dump. Like, when, like guys, think of this. E3 2023. If the deal closes just before E3, they're going to drop, think about it, like, dozens, several dozens of Game Pass games day one from the back catalog. That's insane. Like, you look at, say, uh, PS Plus or PS Now, how much the games they put out for a year. This That one day for the backlog will output all, both those competing services combined for the entire year in just one day. Like, just think about that. Like, I, I'm, I'm probably going to marathon a few of the Call of Duty campaigns. I, I haven't played yearly Call of Duty campaigns since, what, the Modern Warfare uh, re, uh, one two years ago. But I'm going to play some campaign games now. Like, I'm looking forward to that. Like, it's just, oh, the, the Diablo 2 remake. I'm going to play that when it hits Game Pass. The value will be insane. It is. It will be unmatched. When Series X launched with what? Well, people like to tease how Series X launched with zero games. Like, just Gears Tactics. That will never, ever happen again <laughs> with all these studios working for Xbox. It is insane. It changes the entire game. Is it a monopoly? Absolutely not. They even said it's only third. Even when the deal closes, they are still behind Sony and Tencent. Yeah. You can. Which means they, so they, they, they're trying to get another acquisition. Yeah. Yeah. They jumped not, Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. And I'm sure Phil Spencer and every, all their lawyers, they did their due diligence. I think they know they can make this work. Because that's all they have to argue is that even with the acquisition, they're still by far far from the top revenue maker in gaming no what they're gonna argue they're gonna argue the same thing that sony argued to get crunchyroll even though they own funimation and the other one because yeah. what 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 sony said was well yes we'll be in control of anime distribution but anime is just a sub genre of what you call it of motion picture media so right Anime is only like 2% of motion picture media. So even you can't say that if we own 2% of the market or less than 2% of the market of, that, that is a monopoly. And that's why it was approved. So now Microsoft is going to say, well, technically, console gaming is not, it's not recognized by the law as its own thing. It's all interactive entertainment. So if you put all interactive entertainment on the board from VR gaming to console gaming, to PC gaming, to mobile gaming, to cloud gaming, Microsoft, even with this deal, won't even own 5% of the overall market. 
So how the hell is it a monopoly? They can yeah. buy three more publishers. I'm telling y'all right now. Like, go on my my Twitter. There is like 40 big publishers within the range of 500 million to couple to billions of dollars. There's no way to market. There's more people making games now than ever before. So you got to look at all the indies, all of the big um, publishers, all of the platform holders, Valve, things like Valve and stuff, um, Epic, Tencent. Like, there's no. If Tencent is not a monopoly, how the hell is Microsoft one? When Tencent is making more money than Microsoft from gaming. We so, all we all know the reason to that. Is it's because yeah. Xbox bad, PlayStation good. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, pretty but much. Then, but don't worry. That next acquisition going to hit them real soon. Because I know y'all thinking, oh, this is going to take forever. It's not going to take as long as y'all think it is. Because like I said, it's a foolproof plan because you can, they just approved Sony's deal a, a year ago. And like I said, Sony did Like, I thought they were never going to approve Sony. Because remember, they put a hold on it. They were like, no, whoa, whoa, we got to look, look at this. How can you own Funimation and still want to get Crunchyroll? But they had to put it through because if you want to be technical... Anime isn't its own thing. Like it's part of motion pictures. Just like console gaming and mobile gaming, in in the, in the eyes of the law, is all interactive gaming. It, they don't separate it. So unless somehow getting take two, Microsoft would be in control of. Now if they buy Valve, that would be closer to a monopoly than Take Two because Valve, they own the Windows Store and then they'll own the biggest store on PC mm. as well. So, so that would be closer to a monopoly. They'll monopolize um, computers um, for, 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 for gaming sales. That would be cl- more, more suspect than if they bought Take-Two. So that's why I said these people are going crazy. They're going to be real sad because, listen, Microsoft don't give a damn who's feeling they hurt. Just like, um, what you call it, um, Disney didn't give a damn who's feeling they hurt when they bought yeah. Star Wars or Marvel. And all. they just thinking, look, we got to get... A subscription because that's renew that's that's every month you get reoccurring revenue but doing nothing some people won't even play games some people would just use it like a gym membership where some people have a gym membership for years and never go to the gym some people just have a game pass membership just in case the and tr- just be there like how they do netflix yeah the, the truth is too uh guys that everybody's acquiring everybody right now everybody is uh you know loading up uh, stock um, loading up their IP libraries. What was it last year? Not too long ago, actually. EA bought Codemasters. That was a lot of money. Probably what two, three or four billion dollars. I think it was one point something billion. Yeah, something like that. But you know, that's you know, pretty you know, still pretty big. Um, and then uh, who was it? Only uh, Sony out there robbing people, buying Insomniac for two hundred million. Insomniac should be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Why? Like, give me a break. Sony literally highway robber and notice all of the new acquisitions. They never announced how much they they spent. They out here lowballing these suckers, man. And they just like, yes, yes. Like, what are y'all doing? People out here getting billions and you giving for 200. Insomniac was worth at least 1 billion. They're out of their damn minds. But like I said, hey, mm-hmm. it's cool. Go down with the ship. We over here in the iceberg. Go down with the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Well, Xbox is doing what everybody else is doing, except they're just being more aggressive. Again, EA's doing some stuff. Ooh. You got, uh, oh, who was it that bought Gearbox? Was it uh, Embracer Group? Yeah, Embracer Group. Embracer Group has been super Intense, aggressive. And, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thirty-one studios last year. If I could hop in, I think yeah. it's interesting. Everybody thinks that Sony doesn't get aggressive. When um, I read uh, some tweets 
the, earlier this week with a, a gentleman that I fully agree with um, that has pointed out that now this the gentleman had been gaming uh, since day one, uh, and he pointed out that let's look at if we want to call out the word monopoly, um, Nintendo, a Japanese-based game company, uh, completely almost locked down the gaming market until the rise of the Sony PlayStation, which was yet another uh, Japanese-based inter- uh, video game company. And he pointed out that the industry has been completely dominated uh, by uh, by Nintendo and Sony, um, and that as soon as Xbox tried to come in and give their two cents as the Western uh, the Western hardware developer, it was like all of a sudden like bad juju. And he pointed out that during the time of the reign of Nintendo and Sony, Sony paid absolutely insane amounts of money to keep IP off of the Sega Dreamcast. We all saw what happened in the Sega Dreamcast. We have seen some of the same tactics that Microsoft is using right now used against them before all this ever happened. It's almost like Microsoft learned these tactics from them, but now all of a sudden because Microsoft is doing it, it's all bad. And it's like the, the stigma of, you know, the, I just don't like how all of a sudden Nintendo and Sony are infallible, but anytime Microsoft does anything, we're getting out the rule books. We're, we're over here saying all of a sudden, like, dude, ever since Microsoft bought Activision, we've gone from pocket watching uh, people on Twitter to all of a sudden everybody's an antitrust lawyer. Exactly. And the, the oh. whole reason is because they just want, they want they, they're comfortable with PlayStation being number one. This is what I, I tweeted out yesterday where people agreed. It, it was like the same people who were talking about Monopoly today had no problem with PlayStation trying to kill my, um, Xbox off in 2014. Remember, this is how you share games on PlayStation and all of that extra nonsense. Microsoft nearly, the Xbox brand nearly died. How, so wouldn't that be a, a actual factor um, monopoly without Xbox to, to, to compete against PlayStation? Because Nintendo is in a whole different realm with portable gaming. So my point is, last generation, they had no problem with Xbox. Nobody needs an Xbox. They have no games. Xbox is trash. Why would I buy an Xbox? So y'all wanted no competition for Sony. Now they're giving Sony more than they can handle. Now it's bad. Now y'all want to change the rules. Now it's yeah. not fair. Now you're supposed to do... Like, I, when somebody tells me something about, oh, they need to do it organically, like what Sony does, I said, tell me which law did Microsoft break. Not a, organic is not because, purchasing Insomniac. Yeah, that is not organic. They did, That's they did inorganic. It's literally, it's but, look it up. It is not organic. They did the same thing, they did the same thing with Kevin Durant. Well, look, they did Sony, the same thing with Kevin Durant. Sony's been doing the exact same thing. The only thing about Sony, what I, what I can credit them for, is that they, they did it early. Whereas Microsoft, we again, guys, like the truth is, like we we were, we were on Microsoft and Xbox to do this for years and years, and finally they started to do it back in what 2018, 2017, which it's fantastic, and we're starting to see the fruits of the labor there. It's just it took them so long to get it that they needed to be this aggressive, and now they're on top of it. Where I think Sony just yeah. got caught flat-footed the beginning of the generation they they were sitting back sitting pretty resting on their laurels because they like yo we dominated last gen xbox has no game they only have halo to launch and halo got delayed so we're good but then here comes the bethesda purchase that caught them off guard we're like we, you know we, we're good we, that's a blow but we're fine 
We don't need to compete with Game Pass. We don't even need anything else. So for a whole year, they've been quiet on Game Pass. They've just been buying no-name studios and stuff like that. Now here comes this Activision thing, and they caught them by surprise because they've been operating for the last 20 years on the presumption that Microsoft thinks of Xbox as a side project and they won't invest in them. Because like I said, if you look at the size of the company, Microsoft, you know that they have the capital to invest in them. So they were just oh, yeah. basically hoping Microsoft never gets serious because they've been poking the bear for years. Y'all said it, even with the, this is how we, we believe in generations. He did that to try to catch Phil Spencer after Xbox was do, getting all the slack for cross-gen and being being um transparent. They tried to catch Xbox with that. They tried to catch Xbox with the... With the um, they remember they said that the PS5 was gonna be $500 as well, but after they seen how Xbox came out with $500 first, they undercut them with $400. And also, like I said, they just been doing some grimy stuff throughout the years. Um, Street Fighter, Spider Man, and Marvel's Avengers DLC. You can't get that on Xbox. They just been doing stuff. Well, they're also Xbox. trying to make them not a viable platform there it, it like before bethesda before they locked down bethesda they were trying to lock up every single every single like bethesda game coming yeah, out they Ghostwire, starfield, well, yeah. starfield and now they get final fantasy they're trying to lock up almost everything to where yeah it might come to xbox in a year but by that point it's like well I, why do i even get an xbox when all the third parties are gonna have to wait a year exactly look at they're trying to they knock wanted, them out they wanted to knock out um or spoken is a two-year exclusive like they 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 one year isn't even enough for them anymore. They want two year exclusive. They don't want Final Fantasies to ever touch Xbox. They've been doing grimy stuff for years, and I don't. That's why I don't feel sorry for them, and I damn sure don't feel sorry for their fans who who championed and cheered it on for years when they they tore Xbox a new one for for the um, Rise of Tomb Raider um, timed exclusive. Oh, that's bad for gamers. That's bad for gamers. Yeah. Well, Final Fantasy 15 launch day one on xbox why the hell is 16 not doing it why is nobody complaining about it why is it that xbox gamers can get kicked and treated like shit and nobody cares but soon as playstation gamers miss out on one two it's oh the poor game oh monopoly oh no no guess what buy an xbox y'all told us to buy a playstation buy an xbox play on your tv play on your fridge i don't care but at the <laughs> end of the day what you're not going to do is get any sympathy from me and i'm done the stereotype is that Xbox doesn't is the gamers don't go to Xbox for JRPGs, fighting games because what Street Fighter Five and is in X, Xbox, and that's because of Sony's tactics. Sure, it's not as big as buying a whole publisher, but gamers now have the stigma about Xbox not being the place for certain genres all the same. So I think in the end they're just mad that Xbox is doing what Sony does, but on a far grander scale. And they can take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's what it is. They I did it on a way bigger scale. It reminds That's... me of the Golden State Warriors where LeBron fans are mad that Kevin Durant played the game that LeBron played just a little better. LeBron set up a super team. Well, I didn't join a 76-win team. Yeah, they, they exactly. Mad because he went to a better team. Right, right there, they're moving the goalposts. Now they say, well, he did a super team, but it wasn't like this. Just like right now, they're like, well, you know, you, we wanted them to exclu- get exclusive. We told them to get exclusive, but what we wanted was them to do it in a certain way. Like, yeah, they, we didn't want them to go buy it. Like, dude, you're talking to the richest you company. You don't get to choose how they do it. You wanted exactly. them to get them. Yeah. You, you got them. Exactly. You wanted them to get games. Now they have more games than anybody else. You should be happy, but now they're not happy. So that meant that you wasn't being genuine in the first place. 
you were disingenuous. Because you didn't want them to, to, to compete. You didn't want them to have games. You wanted to only be able to buy PS5, and that's the only platform you wanted to invest in. You want A lot of these people wanted a monopoly by Sony. They wanted Xbox to leave the console space. Remember they, was, they were bringing that up in the beginning of the generation? Man, don't you think Xbox just needs to drop out? Man, Xbox, oh, Xbox is like dog shit. Xbox players don't buy games. All of this nonsense. Now, guess what? Like I said, Xbox gamers, we have a, the biggest company in the world, one of the second biggest company in the world behind our backs. And we know that if we invest in this platform, mm-hmm. they're going to invest in us. And that's what I love to see. I like how everybody keeps throwing the word organic out when, in my opinion, uh, let's talk about organically grown. Um, Uncharted, that's my game that drew me into the PlayStation ecosystem. I love Uncharted. That game, I feel, has been abandoned by PlayStation. They haven't been organically growing it in forever. I hope they kind of bring that back. Uh, Days Gone, another game that I thought would do great on PlayStation. Nope, that one's not going to be grown. That's not even going to get a sequel. But we're seeing a lot of money and time invested into characters from the Marvel Universe. Well, um, I don't care how what argument you have. That's not organically growing something. That was organically grown by Stan Lee and the creators that worked under him creating these characters. And Sony is just basically buying a license to use these characters to basically take advantage of how popular they are. That's a, that's not organically growing. That's just using money to your advantage. Um, same with uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Star Wars, like, like you can make a whole different Star Wars game, but instead you're going to go remake Knights of the Old Republic and try to keep it exclusive. Is that organic? That's basically just remaking another game. Falls right in line with the concept of creating a director's cut and a remaster, something that Sony is very well known for. And once again, we're doing a, a remake of KOTOR, and that's where it just seems that I don't see where the organic argument stacks up for the fact that Sony hasn't been really doing anything too organic, in my opinion, internally, other than Horizon Zero Dawn. That game right there has me excited. That is a brand new IP that was organically grown over Gorilla, over at Guerrilla Games. Um, definitely great concept of a game, and that's where Sony shines bright for creating concepts like that. But they don't do it very often. Like everybody makes it sound like Sony's out here creating new IP every single day. Well, even Gorilla was a like they weren't created organically. They were bought. Like I can't remember what year it was, but it's not like that. That studio well, even itself, that. <laughs> right? I was trying to get. I was trying to give Sony at least some so, benefit of the doubt. <laughs> the funny thing is Gorilla, which yeah, they hadn't released a bunch of games. They released Shell Shock uh, for the Xbox and the PS2 at the same time. They released. Uh, kills on the first one and then they were bought by sony but had they not bought them um i think it was idios at the time uh was looking uh i think it was like yeah them or the hitman devs i know it was one of the devs at that time that was try- that had published i think shell shock um and had them make that game um they were going to purchase them and then we would add gorilla as a multi-platform studio you know and they could have made some great games for both you know the 360 and the ps3 but they didn't because they got bought up. So, I mean, that wasn't organic. Like, <laughs> sure, if, if they want to say the term of organic, because they're, they're, they're even taking that word and destroying its meaning. Because if you, by the definition, if you look it up in, like, business organic is like Sony Santa Monica. Something internal where they, uh, the initiative, that's organic. If you buy anything, it's not organic. But I get what they're trying to say. It's not like, hey, you had no relationship. But guess what? Who... 
who had a stronger relationship, Bethesda and Microsoft or Sony and Gorilla? They had only made one ga- only had made one game to get together when they bought them. Mm-hmm. And even so, like, what's the that's, point? That's like, like had, cares, yeah, where the game comes from. If as Microsoft bought good. Insomniac after Sunset Overdrive, then I guess that was orga- that would have been organic. Yeah, like I don't, I just don't get the point of the narrative. Like they, they act all like like this this high horse kind of mentality. But like, who cares? Like, you want to sound intellectual at the water cooler? Like, who cares? Like, it's it's your game as long as it's good. That's all that matters. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I don't like. There's so many different areas you can go in here. But I mean, they really caught Sony with their pants down. I mean, and and by the way, guys, uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of uh, people like, oh, this isn't gonna affect Sony, blah blah blah. Uh, Sony lost like what twenty twenty five billion dollars the other day because of this. Their stock dropped. And before anybody says anything, I have both Microsoft and Sony stock. I mean, both companies. I mean, really, they're pretty good. But but the Microsoft stock is is pretty. It's, it's actually pretty solid. But this affected Sony and PlayStation immensely. Like you cannot believe they, like one of the their. It's biggest... not just Call of Duty sales. No, it's not it's just PSN Call of Duty. sales. Because remember, Warzone doesn't require PSN. But if they take away Call of Duty, like the annual releases, that's where they get a lot of PSN PSN subscriptions from casuals that only play Call of Duty. Well, that's right. I read that they it's would a, it's a they would lose about two hundred thirty million a year if it went exclusive. Well, yeah, yeah. those casuals are going to go over to Xbox and the Xbox ecosystem because again, they could, they're only going to be pl- uh, be able to play the future uh, COD games. I mean, I, I know that you know they're trying to like be very careful with their wording right now, and not everything is has officially gone through. It's going to take you know, you know a, a little bit of time, but believe me, we've we've seen uh, what's happened with Bethesda. And like the language that was being thrown around until things actually got closed, it's gonna happen with Activision, Blizzard, and King. Like COD's gonna, in my opinion, COD is gonna be uh, Game Pass exclusive, and I would not be surprised if Xbox was like, okay, I mean, you can put uh, you, you can put uh, COD and you know Activision games on uh, on your your system. You just have to be open to uh, playing it through Game Pass. I would not be surprised if that was the case. But because uh, that's their weapon, it's game yeah. Pass. People are understanding that term. They saw, uh, and it's funny that Sony had went and called Phil like, "Hey, quit playing." <laughs> but because um, you know who has who's in control then, like who has the yeah. Sony's like in control, like as far as like they're still number one. And, but they're why why is uh why is why is uh, first place calling third place right to uh, make sure hey don't don't take that away from us. Um, but in that statement, everybody just read it of Phil saying, yeah, Call of Duty's, don't worry, Call of Duty's going to stay. No worries. Um, that's not what he's saying. No. And he can't say anything. Um, all he said is, hey, we'll commit, we'll guarantee we'll fill out whatever, or finish out the agreement, then a contract, just like they did with Bethesda. And he said, and our desire to keep yeah. uh, Call of Duty on there. Well, that first off, that could mean a bunch of different things. Warzone? That is still Call of Duty, in a, in a way, is still on the platform if they keep that on there. Or um, it could be also, um, you know, our desire to keep it on there. Cool. Hey, Sony, uh, we'll, we'll let you have it. You just have to allow, you know, either Game Pass on there or whatever demand, you know. They're, gonna, they're not going to just, like, put it on there and not get anything out of it. 
they're going to like, okay, cool. Either you're going to sweeten our percentage of our deal or something like we have the leverage there. We don't have to give it up. Um, so it's, it's probably not going to be as clear cut. Sure. They have a desire, but desire means again, it could be in game pass on there. Like, cause like you said, with, with us, where game pass exists, why would you spend $70 billion and not even have game pass part of the equation on that platform? that you're going to put it on. That makes no sense. You're going to put it on a platform that you doesn't even have an option of Game Pass. That defeats the whole purpose. Everybody says it's a Game Pass deal. Well, then why would you put it on that platform to, that negates and circumvents your whole strategy? Mm-hmm. Makes no sense. I have a question for everybody. Do you guys think Sony is going to bend the knee and allow Game Pass, or do you think they're going to be too proud? Hell no. I don't they're think they're going to do it. It, it would, would ruin their whole business nuts. model. Like... They, they, like, the people would stop buying games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't think they'll do it either, especially with their own competing service coming out. If people find out that Game Pass is more popular on PlayStation than Spartacus, they'll be a laughing stock. Yeah, especially, yeah, like you just said, MLD, especially with them getting their budding uh, subscription service themselves on. I don't think they'd want a competing service, but Xbox is like, hey, again, you know, you know, we're good guys, you know, we'll uh, we'll let you have it. You just gotta put Game Pass on there and uh, you know play through uh, streaming, whatever. Um, no, I, I can't imagine Sony uh, playing nice that way. Nintendo, however, I mean, I mean, obviously there's limitations to the N- Nintendo Switch, but I mean, there's already games that like you have to just play using um, like streaming in the cloud. So I wouldn't be surprised if they worked out something with Nintendo for you know uh, like Game Pass wise. I don't know. They seem to be uh, getting a close relationship there. Um, but no, not Sony. Sony, it's a different kettle of fish entirely. They will not. I I can't see them doing Plus, that how is that going to work with the third parties that are on game pass are you going to have like is yours just you got a lesser version of it on on that platform i guess well i guess that could work because the ea play that was on finally went to playstation didn't have all the ea backwards compatible titles because they couldn't put the ps3 version of dead space on there so you paid the same price for less so i guess it could be but you know Go ahead, I, your a little bit. No, I'm general, I can finish real quick. No, I was just saying, yeah, they, they will have to gut the service a little bit to kind of make it fit PlayStation. But yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Go ahead. Well, that's where, I don't know, maybe I'm like on a different mountaintop uh, with the whole situation. We've seen uh, what, we've even seen games that are enhanced on the Xbox side that are not enhanced over on the PlayStation side. Um, there is some um, quip, like I think, uh, what is it, like Psychonauts 2? Uh, over there, it's just the base version of the game, like what you would get. Um, they didn't even get a PS5 version of Psychonauts 2. Um, the, um, the way I look at it is Microsoft knows the importance of having Sony in the industry. They've even commented on Sony's importance in the industry. And the whole reason why I say about that is, you know, it's uh, the whole idea of fight the enemy you know, not the, uh, does that make sense? Fight the enemy you know. We all know what Sony does. We all know that Sony's direction and avenue for gaming is actually kind of different than Microsoft's. They prefer their games to be these major, almost motion picture-esque style games that a lot of times are entertainment or pop culture based. It's like watching a movie. 
Um, but now let's talk about some of the other players that have like kind of like showed their face. We've got Amazon and Google trying to come out and create services to compete. Um, Tencent is on the prowl looking for a way to expand because they were pretty much uh, cut off at the knees by the Chinese government and how gaming now works over there in that world. Um, I would not want to see, for starters, a company like Activision go to a Google or an Amazon or a Tencent because then it would really become something we wouldn't even recognize, for starters. Um, I think this benefits Sony in the fact that, you know, I'm sorry, get mad at me in the chat, but Sony could never afford Activision. It benefits Sony, though, that Microsoft can buy Activision, and they actually do have somewhat of a, I don't want to say good standing with Microsoft, but Microsoft respects them as a competitor. They understand the the position that they fill in the gaming industry, and I think there is a part of Microsoft that wants to try to keep Sony around because they don't want to complicate things. I've heard a lot of rumors from people um, in certain groups that talk about that we could possibly one day see Amazon make a move on Sony. They have pockets just as deep as Microsoft. Microsoft could not buy Sony because then you would be getting into monopoly territory. So I'm pretty sure Microsoft wants to nurture Sony and keep them to stand on their own two feet and not make it to where they're going to start looking at other companies to help them out and uh, you know don't even think about somebody like Google or Amazon acquiring Sony. I'm just wanting to say that Mike, that Call of Duty does have a small potential of remaining uh, being like almost like a testing game because we're talking about something that has a huge fan base and Microsoft at this time wants to expand services. They want to expand the money that they make and they could and we got to remember Microsoft Gaming that whole title Microsoft Gaming. We could be going completely beyond the Xbox at this point and Microsoft could in a small way be a publisher of certain games that would be on multiple platforms, but the exclusivity would be the, the free updates to the game. They're not going to try to charge you for having that next-gen upgrade. Uh, the games could be completely optimized better to work on our consoles. Also, we're going to have that Game Pass effect. Like, It's really funny. Who's going to be like, oh, I'd rather pay $70 over here than pay $15 over there? Um, the the affordability of what Microsoft offers is going to be their big driving force in the industry. Yeah, well said. I think in the end, um, <clears throat> Sony's not going to go anywhere. I mean, I mean, we're all Xbox guys here, but in the end, I think this will be it'll cause them more of an equilibrium, kind of like how the 360, PS3, Wii. I feel like that gen, everybody won. No one really lost that gen. I and I so. feel like we're going to move towards that right now, where Nintendo, they, they're having fun doing their own thing, and now Xbox, will have, they'll gain their footholds. But in the end, Sony, they got mainland Europe in their pocket. They always have. I think they always will. They have parts of Asia that will always be in their pocket, and Xbox will always struggle to get parts of Asia on their, on their side. I feel like it's just going to even things out. And uh, who knows? And who knows what the future will hold? I, I, but this is going to create yeah. great cooperation between these companies to help keep some of the the bigger new players from wanting to get too deeply seated into trying to get into the industry. That's where I say it benefits Sony and Nintendo to basically say, "Hey, we've all competing against each other for a very long time, but now there's new players on the field." 
they these companies should have some degree of cooperation to basically try to keep new players from basically interjecting chaos into what is like you say a balanced situation well again but, xbox and microsoft they they weren't necessarily worried about sony or nintendo they were worried about google and amazon they've said that much before and well, you look at Google with the bloody Stadia, and, well, they can't manage anything. Then again, they had Phil Harrison, and uh, not exactly the uh, brightest bulb there. <laughs> so, but... Well, we saw how it, Phil Spencer came out and released that tweet about, you know, wanting to let people know about the, the Call of Duty staying on Sony and everything. Yeah, there's probably reading in between the lines there, and it's probably vague for a reason. But he released that tweet because, like you said, they were losing $20 billion in stock because of the fact that everybody thought all these games were going exclusive. There was no point in investing. And Phil Spencer came out and released that tweet to get Sony investors to basically calm down and stop doing that because they didn't want all of a sudden Sony to be able to walk in and be like, look, they just announcing this deal cost us X amount of dollars. And he was basically trying to stop that with just a tweet. If Sony drops too too low, then Am they don't want Amazon or one of these big companies to come in and swoop up Sony. Mm -hmm. You see, like it's, like, it's basically the enemy you know, like what you said. Hey, I prefer, I trust Sony and Nintendo. They've been in this space for a long time. I trust them over somebody who can actually compete with us money-wise. Like, see, the thing that that Microsoft would never admit is they, they like having been at the table with Nintendo, Sony, and them because... They all do, do different shit, but Sony and Nintendo can't compete with Microsoft money-wise. So you want to keep those as your competitors because now you don't have to worry about, hey, this this this, this person, I mean, can this company outspend us for any other reason, for any reason, like any changes in the industry or something like that. So what they're trying to do is they don't want to kill Sony because killing Sony isn't good for business. Like, you need to have alternatives. To, like not just for legal purposes but also for you, you gotta feel like well you need without, competition exactly without competition what's gonna happen is it's not gonna be healthy for the industry if somebody doesn't like xbox and xbox is the only thing around then they're gonna just stop gaming and you don't want that you know what i'm saying you want to grow the industry not 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 shrink it so i think that they just prepared they know that the industry is gonna grow because of, of course, I mean, look, look, look what's happening. Um, with, with with Netflix trying to get into the industry, trying to um, Amazon just released their first game ever, the computer game. Um, what you call that thing? New um, world. Oh, New World. New yeah. World or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I could understand why Microsoft is, and they told them two years ago. Listen, we don't you Sony and Nintendo are yeah. competitors. And what did the Sony PlayStation fanboys do? go crazy y'all in last place and you know what i said at that time microsoft could never be in last place to sony y'all don't live in reality y'all live in the matrix y'all think because they sell a little bit more boxes microsoft is 25 times bigger than sony like y'all talking about oh we're talking about gaming well i'm pretty sure the people at the top of sony wouldn't give a damn how they get more money if they couldn't if they could take um microsoft spot last generation and have a terrible generation but make the money microsoft make they'll take it 25 um 100 times out of 100 but um like i said it, 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 I, I love what microsoft is doing man and I, like i said i just want to sit back and watch the show because i know they're not done mm -hmm. they can't be done 
No, they aren't. I I can't imagine they are because again these don't don't forget guys these deals they they take years. I mean for example, uh, Bethesda they were talking for several years. I mean like three or four five years about like you know ongoing back and forth back and forth about you know acquisition and stuff and then it was only like later on like the last like year or so that things really got heated who knows i mean obviously this is going to take a while to uh, get concluded this deal with activision blizzard but i can't wait to find out the details of how long this actually took and like you know who started the talking and so on but um you know that th these are long processes especially when you're talking about such large like billion dollar companies uh, like you know ever since uh, this news dropped on tuesday now we got different outlets talking about oh is ubisoft gonna be uh, acquired is take two gonna be acquired i mean again i i can't say who that's going to be but there's still a lot of different options for them on the table I mean, ideally, if I was to look at what they lack, I mean, naturally, you know, it would be nice if they got maybe Sega or Capcom. But as you were saying before, earlier on the show, Uni, uh, just with the way that Japan's so uh, protective. Of but, yeah, like with the government, you got to get government approval. And after what the government just seen, what Microsoft did to Sony stock just by, by spending money, would they really want to, like, help Microsoft? Like, for Sony, I doubt it. I really doubt I it. I don't think so that law. I think that law is more for um, their like their econ like their like if it weakens like their economy or puts their mm -hmm. uh, put well, the, puts them at like a disadvantage economy. like technologically wise. Like, I don't think it uh, equates to like video games. Like, me, I mean, they have yeah. a Japanese studio. Yes, like, they do. Yes, but they have a but they got that from the from the Venomax. Uh, um, and, like they would allow would, them to buy Konami because Konami makes Zenimax. a lot of medical equipment and Zenimax, things like that. Zenimax did not buy, um, what you call it, Tango GameWorks. They created it. So, like I said, I'm just um, saying that the law, like with the money they have, and if it's just if they just, and that's the other thing, they wouldn't even have to buy Sony. They could like, hey, at that point, it, not that they would buy Sony, but like they could buy a company and just buy Konami's. Hey Konami, can we have your? Can you sell us like your IP in any game studios that you actually still have people working at? <laughs> they could separate that part and not buy the whole company. So if like that part of Konami wanted to sell, that'd probably be a smart word, a smart place to start. But actually, yeah, that, that's a good loophole. Konami doesn't really do video game development nowadays. They're more into pachinko machines, Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah. But then, yeah, like, they do a lot of medical equipment too, so that's that's where I could see like, yeah, if you took over that, then yeah, then Sony's like, well, shit, they make a lot of our actual stuff that actually makes a a difference, and they're that's where their laws are set up so that way they can't be, um, you know, their security as a country can't be, you know, overtaken. Someone buying Square from them isn't going to disrupt that or put you know. Risk I just think that. it was that easy. Somebody would have been did it. I mean, they they're literally. Everything that, that that gaming like has been in the last twenty years, like nobody bought any one of those Japanese gaming companies yet. Something seems off. Why Tencent didn't? Well, I mean, it, it, it must not be that hard because they actually flew all the way to what uh, Nintendo's offices. So I'm pretty sure they knew the law and they when got they went over out. there. 
they got laughed at by Nintendo because Nintendo's like, well, we're not going to sell. Screw you. But, like, as far as the potential, they wouldn't fly all the way out there and, like, oh, really? We couldn't even buy them anyway. Oh, we're so stupid. Like, they I'm knew sure, like, what the red yeah, tape was, probably, if there was any. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure they can't, anything is possible. I, I don't want to sit mm-hmm. here. But if you look like, up the laws, it's actually, like, for, like, security to their, like, country. Like, hey, if I bought up all of your... Um, your telecommunication companies and then I just like you know gutted them or whatever and like really you know destroy your country that's where they're set up you taking away Resident Evil from them isn't going to cripple Japan so that that's if you look up the laws they're not you're going to find loopholes of okay yeah this doesn't equate to you protecting Capcom (laughs) Yeah, it's just we're we're. It's the, it doesn't apply to a hundred percent of all companies that are in J- in Japan. Like if I look, look at if I look at Microsoft's grand strategy here, I mean, you know, you got Bethesda, you got all these Western RPGs on lockdown now. You look at Activision, you have the like one of the biggest shooters and uh, RTS and like so, uh, other titles, like lots of household names and mascots like Crash Bandicoot, Spyro and so on. I could go on and on. They got them on lockdown, you know, uh, North American Western favorites. The next piece of the puzzle, logically, again, would be something from, you know, out east, uh, a Japanese publisher. They they're very friendly with a couple of them. I think a lot that comes to mind is Sega. I mean, Sega can't be that much yeah. when you think about no, it. Like a, a fraction. They're like maybe what four to how four how to will that million? push the needle? Remember what they're doing is trying to it's Game Pass. Game Pass. Yes. How would yep. Sega push the needle? Like I know how Activision is gonna do it with um with COD or whatever they can. If they're gonna spend billions of dollars, they gotta they gotta get something back. That's why I said. Take two fills all of the the, the the boxes. They got Zynga now. Capcom so Square make probably the most sense if let's, they could possibly get, pull them get, off. You get you yeah. get mobile. You get Square, right? So so Zynga, Zynga, you get you get the mobile market, which is the most lucrative market in gaming. Then and you put that with King. Then you get all of the, the PC for PC Game Pass, which is highly lacking, and y'all know it. They're gonna get um, what you call it? Civilization. They're gonna get XCOM. And, and games like that, like huge PC games. Yes. Um. So uh, then you get two K. Well, they're going to be a force like, on PC. Those are, those they are got live Battle.net games. now. Exactly. Those <laughs> they are actually live have a confident games. launcher. <laughs> so you got live service games like NBA Two K, and then you get Bioshock for the one for the single player games or whatever. Like Two K, you get Bully, you get all of those old um, IPs that you can resurrect. Like Two K comes with everything they could possibly want for Game Pass, and I think that's exactly what they want. More than anything imagine though imagine what they can do with game pass if they use battle.net and now they have diablo and see if they can get diablo wrapped up into game pass and make that tied into uh battle.net and, and obviously blizzard can show them actually how to yeah, they got make a competent awesome. client <laughs> um and then if you put wow on there because remember it was like 15 dollars it was like 15 dollars a month i think for the wow subscription if they That's somehow tie that in there, that would boost the hell out of, you know, there's because people love Battle.net, so they're not going to circumvent because that's what people do right now. They'll buy, hey, I'm just going to buy the game on Steam. I'm not going to mess with your Game Pass app. But if they tied in somehow Battle.net with Game Pass, well, PC players love Battle.net because that client 
works amazingly on PC. So they're not going to circumvent your whole system to go to Steam or something. They're going to play those big PC titles, StarCraft, the next Diablo, the next StarCraft, the next, uh, you know, WoW or whatever expansion. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, and if they can pin all of that with two, like, I know what you're saying, like Capcom, and those are great for single player games and stuff like that. I get it, and the legacy or whatever, and the, and the Japanese market. But my my point of, of of saying that is, I firmly believe that if they get take two, they're gonna you're gonna have to like 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 the the the, the demographics and the the player population is gonna shift so massively towards Xbox. That the Japanese game makers are gonna have to sell on Xbox. They won't be able to ignore it. It was easy to ignore Xbox in the PS4 era because they were getting outsold two to one. Sometimes even more in certain areas like in Japan and stuff like that. But once, if, if, if remember, the console is only one part of the of, of the market of, of the the ecosystem. Right. So you can have um, PC players with console players with with um, mobile players. Let's say you get a hundred million subscribers. How the hell are you gonna be a game maker and, and ignore 100 million subscribers? How? You you can't. So at the end of the day, I think that you're gonna force, you you're gonna get the support from the third party Japanese um game makers, regardless if you if you own them or not. They're not gonna be able to ignore you like how they did before with the PlayStation because that they got away with it because like I said, they know that they're not missing out on a lot of money. But in this generation. Anybody, 99% of people who own a PS5 are going to own an Xbox as well. So, they're going to, like I said, uh, and plus with Game Pass and day one, they put it in front of people, they're going to have huge revenue streams. The more and more people get in, we're going to see. Like I said, I, 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 I highly doubt they're going to go after uh, Japanese. I think like if they want a Japanese um, game maker, they're going to get one of those indie devs that they're working with for Game Pass. They said they're working with 200 plus indie devs. For, for game development right or now. Or invest now. in Tango. Just grow it out, make more dev exactly. teams and hire and coach exactly. talent. Thank you. You don't need or, like like because a lot of those right. Japanese IP You got Shinji Mikami. Good. He's he brings in a lot of, a lot of those you know, Japanese he's gonna bring in talent. He has connection. A lot of those Japanese IP are not really viable like on a big scale. Like yeah, Yakuza is a great game, but are you gonna sell twenty five million Yakuza? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if the Qs are going to drive 10 million new scubs? No. Like, uh, like, like Persona. Like, Persona is probably one of the best best uh, uh, um, ones. So I, I can't say that one. But let's go Capcom. Like, Resident Evil, is that going to drive 10 million people just to come to Game Pass just because of Resident Evil? Doubt it. Maybe Monster Hunter World. But other than that, like, that's, a, that's billions of dollars for nothing but just name brands. That's all it is. Like, but are, are they going to be, like, viable for future, like, you know, but like I said, it depends on what they, they, they can get, what deal they can get. I firmly believe that. It, or, it's funny that people think that the $8 million that it grew was, I was here, I was seeing that, saying that, oh, that, that's slow. I'm like, what did they release? Uh, Halo, that you didn't even need Game Pass to play the free multiplayer and there was no co-op, so all Game Pass was giving you was a single player with none of those things. And Forza, that was it. And they grew $8 million in a year. Think about what's about to happen when you have all these heavy hitters just rolling out with all of these dev teams. Mm-hmm. They're going to go away more than $8 million in a year. <laughs> yeah, start, start. In two years at that slow rate, 
it would be past PSN subscriptions. Yeah, that is the goal. That that would be amazing <laughs> if we can do it in like in like three years or less. Yeah. It'll probably be two years. They're gonna start uh, packaging um, Call of Duty on all every box. Watch when Starfield drops and, and you can play that day one. It's going to be Game Pass 2, I think, is going to skyrocket. Especially when, when these uh, when Diablo and Warcraft all hit PC Game Pass. Yeah. It, it, it's it's going to be huge. Well, people forget that about the three-pronged attack. It's not just about the console, right? Again, like people are stuck fixated on the console part. It's important. I mean, these are going to drive console sales. But again, it's about the ecosystem that's on the console. It's about the ecosystem that's a part of on the PC and the ecosystem that they're growing with as a part of the X Cloud as well. You know, uh, it, it's it's a three pronged attack, and you know, some people just aren't seeing the grand vision of what Microsoft and Xbox are doing. They are gonna. It's gonna be lit in a couple of years guys i mean even just this year alone like starfield is gonna see a huge increase and we don't even know all the games that they're gonna have uh, at the tail end of this year and then next year who knows what's gonna drop as well i mean there is they, they have so many teams right now it is unbelievable they're growing like you look at a, t uh, a studio like obsidian they have like four or five different teams working on games right now big and small just the productivity alone from that studio is going to eclipse uh, a lot of what uh, you know what Sony's doing just from the productivity angle. I I cannot believe that we're going to be seeing games like again we don't even know uh, like actually with the whole Activision thing too you know with the the injection from Microsoft again like whenever this deal closes you're going to see games like the quality is going to pick up because, again, people forget that the games are, have been delayed. Uh, Diablo 4 and definitely delayed. Starcraft, if I'm not mistaken, as well, delayed. Um, We're just waiting on this news right here. That's all that. Overwatch 2. Over, Overwatch 2 has been stuck in development hell, in my opinion, anyways. I mean, that game, mm -hmm. I was excited when I saw the trailers for Overwatch 2, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, what happened to Overwatch 2? Where, where's that at? They, 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 is this really bad for that's what's going on. They, they, they're like, and is this really bad for the uh, industry? Because it, it, it doesn't seem like it is. Because think about all those devs Activision has that are only making Call of Duty and just supporting mm -hmm. Call of Duty. That's the only thing they're making. I so now they're, they're going to get taken off that and they get to do whatever they want and actually flourish and make all of the other games with whatever they want to create. I think Toys I for Bob even came out and said that they didn't see themselves as a support studio for Call of Duty, but now they are. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, like they're saying how this is bad. Some people are saying this is bad for devs. They're seeking to clean up their workplace culture controversy. Xbox has a great studio culture, and if they can make theirs part of Activision's and make it one and the same, that is one hundred percent great for developers. Mm -hmm. Well, even these other studios too. That what you would call the support studios, like Raven Software, uh, like 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 Alan Moriarty think that. The, the devs at Activision prefer to be under the boot of um what's his name Bobby Kotick than yeah. Phil Spencer. He said it's bad for them. I'm like, bro, easy for you to say you're not working there, you bastard. Yeah. Like the rest of these people are suffering Ooh. under this fool, and they probably doing backflips and celebrating. And you talking about it's bad because you more worried about your goddamn podcast for PlayStation content. That's what you're uh, worried about. Last night. Last night on uh, the Shop Podcast, um, we had a guest on there, Kesante. 
And he said the best thing I've ever heard. He referred to Activision as the Call of Duty salt mine. Pretty much, that's pretty much what they're turning into is the salt mines of Call of Duty. If they have dedicated everything to it. What is Take Two? The Grand Theft Auto salt mines. Pretty much. So that's what I'm saying. That's why they're gonna get bored. Watch because they, the, the investors get very antsy when when you're making a lot of money but you don't have a diversified amount of revenue. Because what happens if Grand Theft Auto Six isn't as popular as Grand Theft Auto Five was, or it doesn't last as long or whatever? Like like they they they're gonna tank. So at the end of the day, it's best to get out now while you're on top. You don't sell when you're at the bottom, like Bobby Kotick and stuff like that. But 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 to be fair. Active um, Take Two been going through a lot of scandals and BS too recently. Like we we heard about the the, the Grant um, the Rockstar um, you know salt mines, coal mines. How Rockstar basically run, run people into the ground, um, all the devs into the ground and all of that scandal stuff there and like stuff like GTA uh, um, re, remastered or whatever. Those were just basically cash grabs. And they like I said, Take Two is acting like a company that's about to be acquired. Everything that they're doing doesn't make sense. Like Grand Theft Auto is your biggest money maker. Why the hell would you put it out in such a horrible state? It makes no sense. They, they, it looks like they're just trying to get money right now, quickly before you know an announcement. But we'll see. Well, Xbox is off the market till I'd say 2024. They they gotta be squeaky clean until this deal goes through. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they can't they can't buy anybody else while this thing's still going through uh, approval. You know. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it because they also have that three billion clause where if this doesn't go through, they lose three billion. So, <laughs> ooh, yeah. So, okay. Well, the yeah, so that's why I know it's going to go through because they went through with you know a fine tooth comb of making sure is what's the chance this isn't going to go through? Okay, it's very slim. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, the we'll guy I listened to, uh, Richard Hogue over at Virtual Legality on uh, YouTube, amazing channel. Uh, he's actually a lawyer over in Michigan and he does with, uh, he's actually a corporate contract lawyer. And he even says that there's offices that you can go to at the FTC and the department of justice that you can go and have a sit down conversation and say, Hey, what's your guys' thoughts and opinions on us trying to do this? Um, and they could definitely just, they they they're allowed to come in and ask, Hey, are you guys going to basically have any issues with this? Do you guys foresee any problems in the long run and they could definitely sit down and say this is what we think would happen and blah 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 that you can go and have discussions with them before you go and start shelling out all this money and get lawyers involved on a on a what if mm-hmm. no that's right uh somebody else brought up uh, wb games you know they could uh, look for, as a target uh, in the near future because warner yeah, and- I know. that one's worth it yeah, mm-hmm. but they, they, they literally said they're not selling. And they're overpriced. Like, if Microsoft offered them, mm. what, five, $7 billion the last They wouldn't time need, they like, a, like why would a license would deal locked in there exactly, for because the inevitable why would future. Buy, why would you buy WB without any of the licenses? Like, if you get the WB Studios and they don't come with the DC license or whatever the case may be, then it's a waste of time. It's just a waste of goddamn time. Yeah. And that's if how they want to just sell off NetherRealm, maybe. Yeah, like but, just uh, another round. Get Mortal Kombat and get out. <laughs> get Ed Boon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like, okay. Oh, no. Well, yeah. I hope they do that with Crystal Dynamics, and I hope they somehow convince um, Square Enix that they don't need Tomb Raider IP. Like, 
if yeah. they could get quick to dynamics and the Tomb Raider IP, man, that'd be perfect. Mm-hmm. To go with Perfect Dark and a Hellblade too. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Um, not that it matters, but you know, I- I'm sure that the ladies want some representation too. And if they could get some badass female um, protagonists over an Xbox, you know what I'm saying? They don't have to just rely because you know that 360 was the bro box, the bro box. So I- I'm pretty sure they want to diversify their lineup, whatever. And like I said, I know Laura Croft would be perfect to go next to Joanna Dark and um, Senua. So I'm pretty sure they iron that. Hopefully they can work some out. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I would love to see. Obviously, we got uh, Joanna Dark going on. I mean, I would like to see like titles like uh, Cameo get brought back in some way, shape, or form. I always enjoyed Cameo back in the day. I really hope that, yeah, we see a Cameo 2 sometime or a reboot. Uh, I thought that there was a lot of cool ideas there. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Obviously, the thing is, Xbox, you can tell that they really like the IP because, obviously, they funded Rise of the Tomb Raider. Even with the uh, the original reboot, uh, the Tomb Raider reboot back in 2012 or whatever, um, they had marketing rights to it, some free DLC maps, if I'm not mistaken. They really like this uh, this brand. So, I, I mean, as far as Crystal Dynamics goes after they're done with... Uh, a perfect dark i yeah i would not be as surprised a scenario where if microsoft was like okay we'll buy uh crystal dynamics and uh you know what how about that tomb raider ip as well because uh you know now they just seem to and like- i was wrong when i said sleeping dogs earlier that's that was with square i think someone had mentioned it on spawn wave and i was thinking they meant activision but oh uh, okay when i dropped when i name dropped them earlier mm-hmm. i was like oh wait that's not activision <laughs> But there's all kinds of possibilities, guys, with these IP. Like, you know, everybody's always on Microsoft to make a kart racer. I mean, you already have all the rare IP. Can you imagine getting, like, uh, Crash and all the other characters from that those titles in, like, uh, Crash, like, what is it, uh, the Crash Team Crash Racing? Oh, yeah, that the is... Crash in- Nitro Refuel, Crash uh, Nitro whatever yeah crash team, no, racing, team racing. Nitro yeah it's yeah. like I, I play that all the time with my girlfriend to be honest with you because like she grew up with like crash and loves it to death but like there is all kinds of like characters in there and worlds to go through um you got spyro as well i mean i'm just thinking about like guest characters and everything they have an oh. ip treasure trove you got minecraft as well i'm just thinking about all like the family friendly characters in their stable i mean like they could have a really solid hit here like you know that, the, the acquisition of crash bandicoot sorry to interrupt but mm-hmm. the crash bandicoot uh, acquisition in itself is i don't want to say detrimental but that was a low blow to to sony in my opinion because if you the, the original playstation was started on games like crash bandicoot and spyro the dragon and yes. then an uncharted 4 uh, lo- a lot like Uncharted Four: The Thieves' End. The first thing you do as as Nathan Drake at home is you go downstairs and you play Crash Bandicoot on a PlayStation, uh, before he goes off and starts his adventure. So you literally play Crash Bandicoot in Uncharted, and that's why I think it's really interesting now that Crash Bandicoot is no longer going to be used in that way. Yeah. And Naughty Dog made the the original Crash Bandicoot ga- uh, games, did they? 
Yeah, it was Naughty Dog. That's yeah. that's why Naughty Dog put it in Uncharted because that's what they're doing now. And it was kind of like a an homage, a tip to the hat of like, hey, this is what we used to do. This was what how we got our start. But now it's interesting that you now that when you like look at it from when PlayStation first started, how Crash Bandicoot got that console off the ground to now Microsoft owns Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, it's it's really poetic when you think about it. Like you can't make this stuff up. No, no, like both Crash and Spyro, that's pretty insane, See, seeing those old PlayStation kind of mascots just, now they're Xbox mascots, it's, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And then you got Banjo, who, I mean, I wouldn't exactly call him, uh, an N6, uh, like a Nintendo mascot, but he kind of was, like, sort of, like, you know, it just, it, it's crazy, um, like the amalgamation going on at Xbox right now. Um, but even like, I, I look at that, I look at, yeah, the possibility for like cart racer, I look at the possibility for like even guest characters in a fighting game, like killer instinct. I mean, like killer instincts, perfect. Cause you know, you have all these different, uh, like styles, types of characters and it's just perfect. They've already tested that. They've already done it with like battle toads and like the arbiter and general Ram and, uh, you know, the last gen's killer instinct. Can you imagine, like, again, there's rumblings we've talked about before, rumblings of a new Killer Instinct. Like, you t you see some of these uh, Activision IP popping up in there, too. Like, uh, some guest characters. Like, I don't know, I'll say Soap McTavish just, just for, uh, you know, uh, just for the sake of it. But you know, there's a lot of uh, different possibilities here that, like, just to cross over to the games. It's It's nuts. Or you look at uh, street racing games like Blur. Blur back in the day had a lot of good uh, reviews, if I'm not mistaken. Xbox could bring that back if they really wanted to give like Forza a year break. Uh, you, again, they have such a treasure trove of IP that they can utilize. It is insane. And I, don't, I just don't think that... I mean, sure, Sony does have a lot of good IP, but the way that Xbox has been acquiring, I don't, I just, I don't think that they can keep up. I really don't. Like, when you're talking about the Bethesda IP, the Zenimax IP, and then you talk about Activision Blizzard, it's insane. It's insane. That's uh, not even mentioning, like, again, like Halo, Gears of War, and so on. I just, I could go on and on rambling about this, guys. It's it's too much. Um, but Phil uh, talked about wanting to revive some Activision dead IP. You know, just... Uh, what was it he talked about king's quest guitar hero which we mentioned earlier even hexen um i don't know if you guys had a good look through the ip list is there anything that you would like really love to, to see xbox bring back hexen for me i want them to re you know polish it up make it 120 frames per second whatever they gotta do put that on game pass test the waters and make a new one that game was so like that, that was something else back in the day Tenchu for me. Mm -hmm. Like, Tenchu was one of the best games on PS2 for me. And I always ask, like, why the hell? Like, we have no ninja games. Like, 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 like okay, Sony has Ghost of Tsushima. Microsoft bring back Tenchu. It'll appease to the Eastern market as well, the Asian market. And we need a, new, a great ninja game, man. Come on, bruh. I don't want to pay any more of that bullshit. Uh, um, Bandai Namco, um, Naruto games or whatever, like, come on, like, get a Tenchu, man. Like, a next-generation Tenchu, man, would be off the chain, bro. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Tenchu games are. It's a little complicated because Activision did purchase like the rights from Sony, uh, but then Activision sold the rights uh, to From Software, and like it gets kind of tricky. From Software's rights, the agreements don't include like uh, some older titles, so it just it gets a little complicated. But yeah, okay, so what they need to do is then make a new game that's just like it, but without without. Um in attention you know what i'm saying yeah yeah totally and don't forget too that they published um a sekiro shadow dice twice like i don't know oh, yeah, yeah. uh like sure. they don't own they, they, own they don't it. they don't own the ip but they did publish it activision so i'm kind of wondering what kind of a uh like a contract they have for sequels like how that works like can you imagine if xbox like through activision somehow got like they worked out a deal for a sequel to that oh man oh, like that was a game of the year what two years ago oh huh, so when they don't uh, bring everything to game pass you think that game will make it as well the first no. one no they don't own the ip because just like um sunset overdrive they don't own that ip but because they published it is on game pass Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, if, if Overdrive was on Game Pass because Microsoft published it, why can't Sekiro uh, be on Game Pass if uh, they own Activision? Oh, uh, I'm curious. Because uh, I haven't played it. I, I'd love to play it if it went, if it went there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people that loved it when it came out. Um, you know, and again, from software games generally, like, again, there's a dedicated fan base there. I mean... <laughs> It's not out of the question that it could appear, I don't think. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. But either way, there's going to be a lot, a lot of IP um, coming over there. Um, do you guys think that Sony will respond by, uh, like, buying somebody? Do you think that they will? Like, yeah. They're going to go into depth, killing themselves, get somebody, but it ain't going to work. They're gonna go thrift store shopping. They'll go buy some more no-name developers. Uh, I'm sure of it. They'll, they'll get a few another, of them. Another firefight or swampmonster.com or whatever they're <laughs> gonna go and get. Okay. If they want to get really ballsy, I think if they want to put all their money into something, I Wait, feel like the only thing that could really make a splash is if they buy Square. Like anything less than that, I, I don't. I, I don't care, care less. I really don't care about Final Fantasy or anything other than Tomb Raider. Yeah, but I feel like they got a good relationship. If they had to make a splash, that that would be it. Anything less than that would not even like be worth it. It would be it would be seen as like a lesser move compared to what Xbox just dropped now. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there are some reason, yeah, reasonably pl- uh, priced publishers. I guess when you're talking about like you know the early billions, I guess you know like even a little cheaper than uh, Bethesda, I suppose. Uh, I guess Ubisoft kind of falls into that, uh, Square Enix, Capcom, and so on. Um, I, I I know a lot of people talk about them going after Take-Two. I just I, I, I don't see them having the kind of cash flow to be able to buy Take-Two. I'm sorry. just They're too big, in my opinion, especially when Take-Two are, like, buying. I mean, they just purchased Zenga recently, so I don't know. I just don't think that they have the cash flow for it. Um Oh, do you, do any of you guys have any uh any other comments to say about this? I know that we could go on and on and on, but like, 
you know, this is a huge deal for the industry. Uh, you guys have anything else that you want to comment on? The days of Xbox having no games are long over. And if anyone gets caught saying that again, they'll just keep buying another one until they stop saying that completely. That's all I got to say about that. It's poetic justice. I'm glad Xbox, they finally uh, got the support of Microsoft, got, got the full backing, and it's only it's all uphill from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said, MLD. Like... You know what's funny is I tweeted this a few weeks ago. I picked up the singularity and time shift uh, for Xbox 360. And Activision, now Microsoft, owns those properties. And I I would love for them to bring it back. The singularity is like, uh, it's a Raven software developed uh, shooter. And it's fantastic. Like it, It plays around with time manipulation and so on. And if you guys went into, like, the story about how that game kind of went through, like, almost like a development hell, but it still turned out to be a really fantastic game, uh, definitely check it out if you haven't already. Um, and then Raven got shipped to work on a whole bunch of, again, Call of Duty support studio, which is unfortunate. So I hope, I really hope that they have the opportunity to bring back the Singularity. And yeah, time shift. Whoever gets to work on that time shift, a really cool. Uh, I know it was early on in the 360 days, but still a really cool IP. Um, I, I just I can't believe that they own them. But um, yeah, guys, I think we'll start to close off the show now. And you know what? Well, yeah, we'll start uh, sunsetting tonight's show. But I gotta say, guys, excellent, excellent show from everyone on the panel tonight. I know that we, again, could go on about this forever. It's a huge topic, and even, like, with the slim details that there are. But, again, there's always future shows for that. Uh, We'll dive into it sometime later. A huge shout-out to everyone that tuned in tonight. And if you haven't done so already, then consider leaving a like, sharing this episode out, and subbing to the TXR channel, as it really does help us out tremendously, so thank you. Also, hit the bell for notifications, because, hey, sometimes uh, YouTube doesn't like to do that. Uh, Over to the outros now, starting with our guest, Xbox Uni. Thanks for uh, hopping on tonight, bud. I mean, it's always appreciated having your perspective. Uh, Where can all of our listeners follow you at? Yeah, y'all could go ahead and give me a follow it in on Twitter, my new account, Xbox Uni for Life. That's Xbox Uni number four life. Um, you know, we just be talking about Xbox stuff, keeping track, doing um all the news. But um I wanna thank y'all. You know, it's always a pleasure um talking to some Xbox guys. I do love coming on this podcast because there's never no crazy PlayStation fanboy on <laughs> push back and I'm not used to that. So, um, like I said, I really do enjoy, you know, talking um, back and forth about Xbox and what we're excited for. We all know there's a great future um, ahead, so there'll be plenty of stuff to talk about. Anytime y'all want, I'll be more than happy to join y'all, man. Of course. We're, you're always welcome to come on, brother, of course. We love having you on here. Uh, it's such a great insight, for sure. Very passionate as well. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, moving on to the TXR regulars, and uh, yeah, Tim Dog couldn't make it tonight. Of course, I mentioned that in the chat, but he should be back next week. Uh, Centurion, buddy, I'll uh, start this off with you. Uh, good show tonight. Really liked your thoughts and takes. Uh, where can everybody follow you at, pal? 
Um, well, for those interested, you can find me and my content uh, at Centurion1307 on YouTube. Just dropped another video this uh, Saturday morning, uh, at least in my opinion. I'm enjoying uh, the the attention it's been getting. Uh, definitely shout out to all those who've actually tuned in and check it, checked it out. You can also find me at Centurion1307 on uh, Twitter and Xbox Live. And you can also find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast. Excellent. Well said. Uh, Shockley also had to bounce off early. Yeah, that's why you don't see his icon pop up. But of course, you can follow him at Shock Nero. Uh, MLD, buddy. Of course, good show tonight as well. Loved your takes. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Good show. Uh, Twitter is at MLD Ghost. Gamer tag is Ghost MLD. Uh, I can finally say the reason why my gamer tag was Ghost in the MLD is because of the StarCraft Ghost Terran unit. Just another reason why Xbox uh, just like just just really just just gets a lot of us, I'd say. But uh, yeah, so just a great show, and uh, looking forward to next week. Oh, I I didn't know that. Interesting. I didn't realize you were such a big StarCraft nut. Oh, back in the day, yeah, played a lot of uh, Brood War in the original. Damn, so it, it worked out nicely. This acquisition. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. And, uh, oh, yeah, so Shockley's gone. gone. Uh, of course, this is an Invader and uh, Taranda, the crew. You guys can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. I'm also on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Have a good one, everyone. Take care. We will see you next Sunday. Later, folks.